added a woohoo. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I, that's not in the script. I don't it's know. Friday. And we are live and alive. Oh my God, am I screaming to my microphone? I'm sorry. <laughs> I like this it. This is Ari the Data Queen, joined Come by on, wake Analyst Hole, Matt Viscardi, Jesse the Money Whisperer, and Hazelnut Rollis. That's sleepy Hazelnut Rollis. Yeah. <laughs> on today's weekly wrap up, we have Pointless Furniture. Greedy God and uplifting bills. Wait, I don't know. I don't know what any of that means. I don't know what any of that means. I'm it's greedy God. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> I capitalize God. I hope it doesn't offend anybody. As an atheist, I'm wondering which one you're referring to. <laughs> Ari, you had uplifting bills in all caps with five exclamation points, but you didn't sound like that when you said yeah. it. <laughs> well, I hope nobody thinks I'm talking about the football team that lost. Oh, that's what I did. I, I was actually thinking that, the Buffalo Bills. Okay. Well, no? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about oh, our Bill. legislative process. Oh. Bill Clinton. I don't know what you're talking about. No, right. no, nobody cares about that. Definitely not him. All right. Should we do this thing? Damien, Let's do it. Please help oh, us get started. It's Damien's turn. With story also, of the worth, week. Also, we're saying that we're recording this. If you're watching the live stream right now, which oh, you're yeah. not, Oops. we're recording the Friday show on a Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday. Because Ari is actually leaving for, for vacation. Wow. For vacation. We already are offering vacation time in the at the end of January. What's wrong <laughs> she, with this company? She waited as long as she could before she took her first vacation day in 2024. I gotta, we got to have a meeting with HR. This is crazy. <laughs> I'm HR. Hello. <laughs> Fired HR. No, actually, <laughs> yeah, we don't HR, have HR. Jesse is. All right. Uh, but you guys went to high school together, so uh, clearly there's a conflict of interest there, too. Yes. Because people matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I have. I'm very concise this week. Thank God, because I've looked Love ahead that. to your to your segments, and you guys are very long winded. So <laughs> yeah. I will start Whoa. with. Exxon. Exxon sues two ESG investors. They are suing Arjuna Capital and follow this. Uh, Why? Because uh, both of those entities are trying to put shareholder proposals up on their upcoming proxy statement, their annual meeting. Uh, They're taking a very unusual route. Usually uh, companies go right to the SEC, uh, but Exxon's decision to seek legal judgment... um, makes a more aggressive pushback against climate activists uh, who use shareholder voting oh, no. to influence boredom strategy. So I think what they're hoping, I, I, I'm guessing, is to set some kind of a precedent that allows these companies to bypass the SEC Ugh, and, say, yeah. and say, we can do whatever the hell we want. Bully them. Uh, and they're, and they're, what Exxon is saying is that since the SEC is a, a full of political appointments that you know, the SEC doesn't really have a, it has kind of an arbitrary process of making decisions based on which political well, parties are Well, they're not represented. wrong. There, but there's two things that are true about this. One is that if you buy shares in a company, you have, you are the owner of the company, no matter how few shares you own, and you have a right. You have rights. To, at a certain level, put forward proxies. And number two this right, is, but the company does have a right too to exclude certain proposals based on SEC guidelines. Well, not only that, but they these are non-binding shareholder <laughs> proposals. Like even if it were to pass, well, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. So all the, Exxon has to do is write in the proxy for the shareholder proposal 
we disagree, vote against. BlackRock's guaranteed to vote against. They vote against everything now. It's just like they used to. So um, so it's not exactly like this is onerous, but they're making a point here. Number two, the board that had to approve the lawsuit is the engine number one board. The well, people in the boardroom, at least three, three of them, them at least yeah. three of them were put there by an activist with limited shares who wanted to change the makeup of the boardroom. Well, we don't know that they voted for this. We don't. We don't really know, do we? They could have uh, voted against this. Yeah. I. What do you think? I think they voted for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably correct. I think once they realize how much money there's to be made at Exxon and being friends with Exxon types, they they're like, yeah, we'll just go with what you say. <laughs> yeah, Damn. whatever. Uh, the next big long. story is a director story. Uh, uh, I love director stories. Do you guys, who knows who Dwayne Johnson is? Anyone? Dwayne Johnson? I do. doesn't we know do. who Dwayne Johnson is. I didn't is. know that, that his name was that recognizable. I know him as his, you know, his stage name, The Rock. The Rock is joining, uh, Ari, you'll be happy to know that The Rock is joining your database, your data set. He will become a director at TKO. Yes. Oh. Yeah. You know why, and you know why they brought him in? Um, to th- beat up Vince McMahon because he's huge. That, they brought him in because Vince McMahon is listed as a risk in the filing. <laughs> well, so now he has to fight him. <laughs> so not quite he's true. Not gonna be a risk though. That's not quite true because he's actually representing one of the. So the WWE and Endeavor each have designated director seats, and he is representing Vince McMahon's side because he's a WWE wrestler. But he also, unlike most directors, he also is entering the board with a services agreement worth $30 million in stock. Yeah, baby. Get paid. What? So there you go. The Rock joined the TKO board. I feel like, right, like he's probably richer than most of the board. Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm going to look into this. No. I'll come back with numbers. Are you Third joking big... me from all the Furious and whatever movies? Oh, he was in... Is this not him? He, yeah. yeah. He was in a couple I of suppose. those. I suppose. Yeah. I don't really know. Oh, think, but Vin Diesel was in all of those. Of well, the, the Rock was I'll in say, a couple. Also happening this week over at Netflix, Netflix uh, has signed an agreement to air live wrestling, WWE, yeah, right there on finally. Netflix, which wow. is just bizarre to me. Yeah, but. I've everybody's been waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, have to take out the DVDs from the library anymore. <laughs> where's Bob Iger? Shouldn't Bob Iger be signing Disney on his platform? Yeah. Uh, the third big story of the week is the patriarchy wins again is the headline. <laughs> so... Uh, I don't know if anyone's following the Oscars nominations, but we have kind of an ESG-related story with the Oscar nominations. So, the movie Barbie. Uh, So, the Barbie picture itself, the movie was nominated for an Oscar, but not the director. Feminist director Greta Gerwig, she was not nominated, and... No, and Barbie herself, Margot Robbie, was not nominated, but Ken, the man, was nominated. So this is this is what this article is about. That's a I think this. I think this is part. This is kind of in line with the BlackRock of BlackRock is now rolling back all its <laughs> its its vows to fight climate change, its ESG goals. I think it's the same thing. I think they're bowing to to anti woke pressure. I'm a little bit sad that the Oscars are not relevant anymore. That would this uh, this story would be much more interesting if anyone cared. I think people only think care most about the Oscars care. because of all the snubs. Maybe yeah. they do it on purpose to generate buzz. Ah, That's he might true. be right. Conspiracy. That's true. 
Except for the 150-year history of denying women uh, Oscar nominations for directing well, films. Well, now it's a strategy. But what if okay. they knew that Barbie was going to lose everything and they're actually sparing everyone but the man? They're basically going to have the man there who's got to sit through the ceremony. He is very good looking. And and they're going to p- turn to him when Barbie loses and he's going to have to like clap for whoever won. Uh, annoyed. I, I Maybe that's the plan. Maybe it's not a snub. Maybe it's saving face. Boo. And finally, uh, the fourth <laughs> no, story no of the week. Uh, the fourth story of the week is not a new story, but it's new to me, and it's one of my favorite uh, corporate governance, one of my favorite board stories I think I've ever heard. Um, this is from an article in the Financial Times called How Unions Are Fighting a Boardroom Battle at Starbucks, and they reveal a story An anecdote that I have not yet heard, and I'm going to read from the article. It says, there is a famous story about Starbucks that is often cited during discussions of governance. At board meetings, there is an empty chair to represent. Let me finish the story, sound effects person. I love this. There is an empty chair to represent the interests of the coffee giant's employees. <laughs> yeah! That's right. The, the idea uh, comes from its founder. Oh my god, will you? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Speaking of employees, someone shut Matt up. The idea was proposed by uh, founder and former CEO Howard Schultz to show that the company's baristas have a symbolic seat at the table. So the <laughs> The emptiest gesture in the history of corporate America. This is so uh, bad. Symbolized by an empty chair. Just like the, the symbolic uh, blanket, right? The Holocaust, Ooh, the Holocaust blanket. blanket. Yeah. This, this is this is worse because Howard Schultz literally could have a representative <laughs> from the many thousands of stakeholders. The sta- the 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 people that, that he claims are so important that he calls them partners. And he says over and over and over how instrumental they are to the company, how they are the company, these partners. And he has them represented by an empty chair at the board. This is the greatest story. I feel like baristas don't know about this. We need to tell them Hopefully now they do if they're listening to this story. Because I think when they were protesting or walking out, doing their walkouts, they would just, you know... Hold up they chairs. Chair. Holding up empty yeah. chairs. Yeah. yeah. That that would Come be on. exhausting though. That's probably they probably so, did know, but that was like <laughs> Oh, it's too heavy. This is man. too heavy. I'm not doing this. So those are my four stories. Exxon Sue's uh, ESG investors, uh, The Rock joining uh, the TKO board, uh, Patriarchy wins again at the Oscars, an empty chair at Starbucks. Again, that's not a news story, but the Financial Times just had that this week. So new to me. All right, I'm going to vote first. Oh, Ari always goes first. Yeah. I love Ari going first. And I'm going to go with Exxon suing. Oh, what? No. Okay. Suing Gene Busters. I don't I like think, this. Well, I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that they're doing that. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't want the nuns to get sued. Yeah, when are you going to sue a nun, Exxon? <laughs> get on luck. that. So. Jesse, okay. do you have a vote? Yeah, I'm voting for the empty chair. Ooh. Thank you, Jesse. Somebody yeah. understands. Somebody gets it. That felt easy to me. No, yeah, well, come on. So this is actually hard for me because I think the empty chair is like the greatest anecdote I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. Unfortunately, it's not new, unfortunately, the story, but still. But it's definitely the story of the week feels like Exxon to me. Um, oh. It, uh, I really uh, thought he was going to say Barbie. I know. No, it feels I like it Exxon. Was going somewhere be- else. Because look, 
we don't have much in the way of precedent of a company suing shareholders for doing what is legally their right to do, which is put up a proxy, right? Like put up a shareholder proposal. Sure. That means if Exxon were to win this lawsuit, it would suggest that any time a company doesn't like what a shareholder proposal or a, or, or one of their investors has to say, they can just sue them. Instead of not putting it there, instead of going through all the normal channels, and they, or instead of even putting it up for a vote and letting it fail, they can sue them. Yep. That, which to me is, mm. it's to really horrid. It's it, it's it's a really bad look for Exxon, because they don't care. They don't, and they don't care. Well, that's the mm-hmm. thing. They don't care. They know the wind is behind their back when it comes to this ESG stuff being like, uh, you know, the focus of conservatives. So, uh, that's the story. All yeah. Right. Thank you, Damien. That's Are we thanking Damien? <laughs> well, I want to get She's to the mine. host. Let, let the host thank me. I got three goodliest. Ooh. And they're so good, you're going to have trouble. Okay. Mm, All right, okay. we're going to start with we'll this headline. <laughs> Southwest, Southwest Airlines flight attendants vote to approve strike authorization you know i love me a good strike it's good and bad yeah this is southwest back in the headlines right the company that up until the 2022 holiday season had us all believing or i don't know maybe just myself that it was peace and love with their hearts all over you believe that i believed it they were the number one by their have you ever flown southwest it's a (laughs) terrible experience Mm -hmm. i enjoyed i don't understand really have you flown spirit no, 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 who's flung so. spirit? That's I, have. A terrible I don't have experience. I don't have a desire to die. Definitely have. So their philosophy was happy employees equals happy customers, right? Well, I guess their happy relationship pilots. is complicated right now. Ninety-eight percent of flight attendants belonging to the Transport Workers Union of America voted to authorize a strike against the company for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Now you might be asking, hey, Data Queen, didn't they just approve a new labor agreement? Hey, did, where they're going to get I know they did. raise over five <laughs> years? Nope, that was the pilots only. Oh. That was yeah. not the flight attendants. Flight attendants yeah. want a piece of the pie as well. So Let's this go. is great. That's why uh, I feel bad about this one. Labor movement, keeping it going, Matt. You I said know. it was going to die this year. It is gonna Look die. at it. Look at Love it. That. It's going to die. I want to vote for I this lo- just because. Matt Look at it and we. No, it's going to die. I, I mean, I like this, Ari, but it is what depresses me is that the pilots did get this great deal, and and I'm I'm guessing that the flight attendants are well, not major- because they're ma- majority women and the yes, pilots are majority I mean, right, <laughs> yeah, right? we're gonna oh. get right to that, Damien. <laughs> I mean, but right now we're gonna move to number two. This is my headline: Outrageous CEO pay targeted in new bill from Bernie Sanders Ooh. in U.S. Democrats. So surprised. A bill to limit corporate greed, and that I don't want good. anyone to tell me that this is not good because they'll never pass. I don't well, want that type of negativity. That's what you're gonna hear. Yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but let me tell you about the t- the bill. Directors that well, you know, because. CEO pay is in the hands of the boards of directors, right? It's not Mm -hmm. the companies that pay their CEOs. And shareholders, supposedly. Supposedly. So those people that pay CEOs over 50 times the typical worker's salary would expect to pay higher taxes under this bill. That's every company. Right. Mm. Uh, Just for uh, (laughs) reference. Not free float. (laughs) Not free float. (laughs) It's reverse. (laughs) Uh, The average for the S&P 500 in 2022 
the average CEO pay ratio was 272 <gasps> to 1. Blah, blah, blah. Yup. At the top of the list for 2022 was Live Nation. At of course. 5,414. They have Taylor Swift yeah, and Beyonce baby. to thank for that. Live Nation. No, the, they, have, the they, don't, no they don't, don't have like, Taylor Swift to think that. Down. They have Taylor Swift's fans to thank for that. That's yeah, um, Beyonce's fans. That was the biggest okay, yeah, failure fans. for them. Are you kidding? They're, yeah, failing they up, baby. They couldn't deal with it. Failing failing up. Where's, the, fa- where's the failure? Yeah, where's the failure? Okay, the whole well, th- their system crashed when other, all the fans tried to buy stuff. Other companies that we know at the top are failure. Coca-Cola at eighteen hundred, McDonald's at twelve hundred, and you might be saying, <sighs> "Well, you know, the people who work in McDonald's they don't make a lot." Also, Apple at eleven mm. hundred. Oh. Well, that that one is a f- bit of a flash in the pan, though, because Tim Cook got one of those Elon Musk deals uh-huh. and paid him like uh, yeah, several billion met dollars in metrics and met metrics that everybody could have guessed that he would have met anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, moving on to something good from Florida. No, no. Oh. Florida House passes a bill to ban social media accounts for children under sixteen. That's oh, awesome. Okay. And I'm I don't know how I feel read, about this. And I mean, I was just so floored by this article. I'm going to read three quotes from there. Yeah. Florida children under the age of 16 would be banned from popular social media platforms regardless of parent approval. <laughs> wow. Ooh, I like to do that. And uh, this yeah. is what bill sponsor Republican Rep yeah. Tyler Soros I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm guessing great guy. Yeah, no problem. They're taking advantage of kids growing up. That's their business model. And why do they do it? To keep them hooked. Hooked with the dopamine hits blah, that the platform blah, blah. gives her children. You with hate every social media. Women can't get abortions, but teenagers can't Dude. go on Facebook. I don't know. I, I okay. just, I, yeah, they I can't have there. anything. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. I can't get behind Florida anything. Ari, I'm Republican sorry. Republican House it's a Speaker. A decent precedent that could be set. Florida Republican House Speaker Paul Renner whatever his name is, said the Florida bill should withstand constitutional scrutiny because it targets the addic- it addictive features of social media and not the content of social media, oh. which is how Facebook always gets out of it. I mean, Meta. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg. Hey, sorry. we have an Ooh, age like limit that. for drinking, and that's addictive, <laughs> and social media is yeah, addictive, right, and you're right. so why don't we uh, have Jesse- age limits? You're so right, Jesse. I've never known a high school kid to drink. It's just... Uh, it, <laughs> I certainly did not. I didn't either. Yeah, right. Sure. Uh-huh. Anyway. So the I way like, they'll solve this, though, is with when you sign in to, to, to Instagram, it's like, are you 18? And then sure. you're just like, yes. And right. It passes the birthday in. <laughs> it passes the burden on to the kid, right? Like, it's, there's I no like way they can this. actually check this. Anything, How are they going to enforce this, Jesse? How? I don't know, but I like it. Anything <laughs> that brings attention to the detrimental yeah, effects I agree. of social media. So I'm why don't they get rid of, how about this Florida Republicans? First of all, everything else you do sucks. But second of True. all, why don't you why don't you attack Section 230 and, and actually have these social media companies liable for the content they put out instead of doing this weird Jesse, thing that no one's going to do. Know. I know. Damn. Section 230 is the thing that says that if uh, you created a platform, you are not responsible oh, for right, what's right, put right, on the right, platform. Right, right. Oh, wrong. No, I mean, think about that. They are not responsible for the content on their platform because it, it, because if we were just talking about uh, videos with like snowball fights, yeah, everybody would be fine. All right. It used to be just cat memes. Which cat two... Memes. Of my stories, are you voting for Damien? 
<laughs> Which two? These are <laughs> tough. The, the, there's Southwest <laughs> flight attendants strike authorization. Uh. There's CEO pay bill from Bernie Sanders, and there's Florida's ban on social media I think, accounts look, under sixteen. I, I can't support anything out of Florida. I'm sorry. I because I don't and I, and I don't even. That's trust, why she said two. Yeah, yeah, I don't even trust. <laughs> I don't. There's no way I trust Tyler Sruwar or. Republican House Speaker Paul Renner, but I, I applaud you for trying to be bipartisan here on the show. Thank yeah. you. Uh, somebody has to. Somebody has to. Uh, Southwest Airlines, look, I'm, a, I'm all for striking workers, but I, I feel like that they shouldn't even be in this position in the first place. That, because that the they pilots, should have been lumped together with the pilots? I just, yeah, I mean, so it's on, it's not be. They don't want to be bogged down by the women. So it's Are you not they have good to that risk, they're trying? That they, have, that they have to risk going out in the picket. It's not like th these experiences in the picket lines are easy and so fun. So your advice I mean, is just, eh, sucks for you. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying Southwest, get get it into action and pay your flight attendants. Like, the best yeah. part ridiculous. will be when Southwest runs flights with no flight attendants on it because they're striking, uh -huh. but they still run the flights. So you get on a Southwest plane and there's no one. There's It's just like you... It'd be, seal all the exit Because they, they have to lock the pilot doors now thanks to terrorism, right? Like So all the pilot doors are locked so you can't get access to the pilots, which means it would be Lord of the Flies. Can you imagine like the people there. just walking around? They'd be punching each other for stuff. We'll have Roombas patrolling like, around. You have, so to, are you, you have to admire the flight attendants if for no other reason than they are like the parents to the like kindergartners that are people taking flights now like they walk around and they're like excuse me sir you know you can't like wave that cigarette butt in that baby's face you need to you know they, they there's the adults in the room yeah no look i support of course i support the flight test i support support all labor movements i'm just angry at southwest i'm gonna go for the the bernie sanders bill because i i know it's not going to pass. It needs 60 votes. Uh, but I think it's just important to keep at it, keep yeah. trying. I mean, who else is who else is at it here? I, I mean, as, Jesse. Matt, as, as you point out over and over and over, shareholders are not doing their job. They don't that, seem to care. That is correct. We do, we do know that. So let Bernie go after them. I'm, I'm voting for that one. Why don't you go next, Matt? Uh, <laughs> I am going to vote for the um, the, the oh, Matt Florida House banning social oh, media. Oh, my God. And I'm Stop not going to vote it. It's Why? hard for me to vote for anything for Florida because I think social media is literally the worst thing that's ever happened to humanity. I agree with you. But and, how and do they even police this? I don't Why not know go after the companies? It. I don't think it actually companies? passes. I think it has a better chance of passing than Bernie Sanders' bill on CEO <laughs> pay. Um, I, I, but I no, do they already passed. It. They, they already did. passed it. I, I, I just I do it. think that this is like, well, doesn't DeSantis have to sign it? Of right? course like he'll it, sign it. They have enough votes to. But I'm I, sure he'll sign it. I just have this like if if I'm watching my daughter go through it right now where it's like she goes to school and there are kids who are like saying things and doing things that they saw on TikTok and she's not on TikTok or social media. So she has no reference for what they're talking about. And it's like exclusionary at the same time. It's ho generally horrible. Right. And all it does is teach kids. And these kids, kids are 12. And they're right? fucking 12. Right. Like, so this, I ban it all. 
shut it all down. Yeah. I don't want Zuck to get another dollar. I don't like he owns eighty percent of the market. That yeah. I agree with. I just don't. I just skeptical of Florida in general. I I I don't, I don't care where it's from. I'm glad they're doing it. So all right, that's Jesse, my vote. tell Same. them what the right answer is. Oh. Right answer Whoa. is Florida social Florida. media yes, ban. Florida, wins. Florida Republicans with a win. There you go. I, I, I can't just leave that it. part out. I totally, that's funny. I totally expected that to be the case. Okay, Matt. <laughs> oh, everybody, oh, no. buckle up. Everyone, get ready. Do your stretches. Go take a water break. <laughs> You're gonna and get then tense. Come back. <laughs> I'll keep it quick. All right. Yeah, come on. It looks like give us a break. Give First break. of all, Damien mentioned the, the story how unions are fighting a boardroom battle at Starbucks. My first asshole of the week is actually the authors of that story, Ortenka Aliage uh, oh, and wow. Patrick Temple West. Um, and here's why. Because they framed this story, when you read the full FT article, as in, not about employees wanting a non-empty seat at the table. They did not, they mentioned this as the launch point mm -hmm. to say, this is how investors are using an arcane or, or weird backdoor rule to advance a social agenda. The whole yeah, it's story. Not, it's not a social agenda. Well, th this is what they, this is how they quote yeah. it, right? Um, there, th here's a quote. Quote, I do not think this is the campaign we have been waiting for and worried about. Or I do think, uh, sorry, I do think this is the campaign we've been waiting for and worried about, says one advisor to large public companies. Single issue activists advancing a social agenda. Yeah. And then the, the authors write, not only must companies contend with challenges from traditional hedge funds, which have long stalked their decision making, they mm -hmm. must also prepare themselves for proxy fights from outfits seeking to reshape their social agendas. Yeah, it's not a, d d representing the employees of a company. That, it's not a social it's agenda. Not a it's, social a, it's probably agenda. the most important stakeholder of your entire corporation. But my favorite, my favorite actor of um, my favorite regulator of 2023, basically, I haven't mentioned her yet this year, but CEO. Commissioner Hester Pierce. Oh yes. my God, Hester! Yeah, she has a quote about the, uh, the actual um, mechanism being used, saying that an, an investor passionate about issues involving bees would have leverage to demand companies put beehives on the roof of each office building. <laughs> These are non-binding uh. votes. Yeah. Actual investors have to vote on them. You have to get a majority of the non-binding votes to even get anyone's attention. Right. To talk about this like it's some slippery slope or we're forcing a social agenda, well, the, nothing yeah. actually happens. Well, the slippery slope argument is used for so many things, right? I mean, I remember first hearing about with gay marriage back in like the 90s saying that, that oh you know, yeah, what's next? So People going to marry their dogs. Yeah, like that's, that what, was that's, the, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. And, and they contrast this with the activist action at Disney saying, quote, Disney, for example, is facing a conventional campaign led by activist investor Nelson Peltz. Nelson Peltz borrowed shares for his campaign and his strategy to attack Disney includes no strategy other than Disney said they want streaming to be profitable. Pelt said he wants the streaming to compete with Netflix. Like that's like the, the conventional <laughs> campaign. Yeah. Like I, the whole framing of this article just diminishes the fact that this is a union quashing the, billionaire. It's the Financial Times. Know your source. Oh, yeah, I know, but that's why yeah. I'm talking about who wrote sure. it, right? Like of course. because yes. they're not management reporting. friendly. You're not management reporting friendly. like the the news. They're reporting on the mechanism to to what, and then purporting it to be a social agenda. It's not a social yeah. agenda. It's the same mechanism that everybody's used forever. And shame on you, no, assholes, and, for writing. No, in fact. Way. 
fact, in fact, the big there is a bigger picture to this because it's Starbucks. Uh, labor is a is a major risk going forward in general for whoever's yes. running Starbucks. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So, or so, any company so, like Starbucks. Well, but like especially Southwest, Starbucks. But especially where Starbucks they underpay their people. Um, because because there's been fighting going on for years now. Uh-huh. Uh, so so putting on some directors who who are who are come from labor and have an awareness over labor issues could actually prevent long-term risk at the company by not having this crazy strike breakout like it happened at the big three automakers. I mean, this actually could be a very, very kind of sobering, uh, cautious move as opposed to a social That's agenda. Too logical. It's not even like the, the strategic organizing center, which put this slate up, picked people who are not qualified to be board members. Like, they're highly qualified human beings. So what are we really talking about? Um, Number two option... Uh, and this is more. Wait, to, to be clear, your to be clear, your number one option was the authors. The authors, of that. the authors okay, got it. of that. Number two, number, number two, two, and this is really has. It's, there's not really a, an asshole here, but I want to talk about <laughs> the big vote segment on our next proxy countdown. We are covering Apple, and mm-hmm. as part of that, I looked at skills matrices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A skills matrix is, uh, you know, directors and proxies. They they have like a little check the box thing that says like I have a skill in leadership. I have a skill in pol- politics. It, it, I have a skill. It's not required. They don't all no, have them, but yes, required. the bigger the bigger companies definitely. Certainly bigger companies do have them. tend to have them, and it tells you like what your skills mix for the directors are. They're very very simple and simplified things in order to give you yeah. a quick snapshot. It's like Lego building. It turns out Rubik's cube solving <laughs> skills. It turns out not only does no one read them because if they did read them they'd recognize that they're totally made up Aww. yeah that's, that's the unfortunate part i did a deep dive for the proxy countdown which is our other show which you should go listen to um to get a recommendation on who to vote for in apple's upcoming agm and i looked at the skills matrix and i looked at the skills matrix for every board member on apple and mm-hmm. on every other board that they're on. Okay. Mm-hmm. The result was things like this. Most of them are on other boards, right? M- almost all of them. Yeah. yeah it's a very heavy hitters. Board. Yeah. These, yeah. Are, these heavy are hitters. champions. Champions. So take someone like Andrea Jung, who's on the mm-hmm. Apple board. She's listed as having a check next to financial expertise. She has no check mark next to tech expertise. Well, and it's Apple. I'm sure the bar is pretty high for Apple. I mean, may, yeah, sure. But no check mark next to government expertise either. Okay. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Except on Unilever, she has no check mark for financial expertise. They have the same. Th- it's basically. Oh, it's is, the opposite. It's the, the opposite. opposite. And then it says because she's on the Apple board, she has tech expertise. So Apple yeah, doesn't right, think right, she right. has any expertise, but yeah. Unilever does. And yeah. then Unilever says she has geopolitical expertise, which sounds and smells huh. a lot like government expertise that yeah, Apple does. doesn't think that she has. Yeah. That's one well, example of on the entire Apple board, yeah. which is what, nine people? Eight, I don't think it'll be eight after this meeting. Eight people yeah, after this meeting. On the Apple board... Five of the eight had different skills on different <laughs> boards than on the Apple board. Well, I'll tell you, I, 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 as I, at, I worked at one of the predecessor companies of MSCI that developed the data point asking whether directors have industry expertise. And I'll tell you, this is what we ran into over and over and over, is that the companies lie. You can't take what the companies say. You, so we had to have a, 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 an analyst who just did this, just oh tried to God. figure out what... <laughs> What director's expertise was is because you couldn't even trust the companies, right? Because you're right. They 
they constantly contradicted each other or they they claimed that showing up to four board meetings a year represented some kind of uh, expertise in the industry, which is clearly not the case. But Ron Sugar is on this board, who is one of the most powerful board members in the entire world. Uh-huh. Ever. And, and it's like... The companies he's on the boards of can't even agree what he's an expert at. Like Apple says he's got no it's, no government expertise, no environmental expertise, but Chevron says he has both. Really? It's yes. hard well, he's, because he's an expert at everything, but no one wants well, to say that because then they'll look like well, they're lying. But wasn't he the CEO of like a major government contractor, Northrop Grumman? Yes, like, he was. What? Of course he was. Yes. So Apple, maybe Apple doesn't know what they're talking about. Well, <laughs> uh, th- uh, somehow Chevron says he has environmental expertise, but Apple says he has no environmental expertise. And destroying, so, and destroying the environment. <laughs> so, uh, th- but this is the problem, right? This is why I nominated skills matrices. Because if we're in a world where we want to understand... like. We routinely say that uh, we've heard that the people who sit on boards don't matter, but we care enough to show you all the skills that they have and how they matter. But we just lie about that, uh, right? Like it's yeah. it's all fucking it's kabuki also, theater. It's all theater. And I tell you, it's also overwhelming from an investor's point of view because they often there's like 19 different skills and and there's. You're right. Like they present it in some table and there's some weird check marks and you have to like scan over 400 feet to see who has, you know, experience like using a computer. So it's like (laughs) it's not helpful. It's just not helpful to investors. And the part of the problem is that the SEC doesn't regulate this as as data and they should. It'll well, be they too should, hard. They should, to, yeah, exactly. It's to too hard. Everything's this. too hard. All right, yeah. go home. Skills matrices. You're drunk. What else, Matt? <laughs> My favorite part about it too is they also have definitions of the skills sometimes. Oh. Right? Like, and then you got to read that. All right, number three. I am nominating the Financial Reporting Council. Oh, good. I know why. <laughs> so the so the UK Corporate Governance Code is up for refreshment, and the Financial Reporting Council is the one who refreshes it. They uh, put out a draft of a new Corporate Governance Code in May, and mm. then um, they just released the final code, and they removed ESG from most of it. See all ya. of it. The term well, the, the ESG yeah. is gone. Gone I'll tell from you, it. One of the reasons why, because from May until they actually released the report, there was a heavy anti-ESG sentiment. So they put their finger up in the air, and they didn't like the way the wind was blowing, so they just uh, hit the delete button. Well, see, I'll refine that, right? Because the FRC, the Financial Reporting Council, is not a, a count, uh, like some amorphous blob. It is a bunch of people who made decisions. Mm-hmm. And the name of the people who made the decisions, who removed ESG, actually might matter. The CAEO of the FRC for the first draft was someone named Sir John Thompson. I guess I have sir? to say the sir. Do I have to say the sir? We're not in the UK. He sir was a, Elton John. He's a lifelong bureaucrat and he's liberal affiliated. He's a civil servant. Mm-hmm. He was the CEO for the first draft. He was replaced after the first draft, just a couple months after, um, by a conservative appointed Richard Moriarty. The minister who replaced him has argued that they should frack for natural gas in Yorkshire, like there's natural gas in England, I guess. He voted against same-sex marriage in Ireland, and he Mm -hmm. once said that parents should be responsible for feeding hungry kids and not accepting charity from a footballer who set up a charity to feed hungry kids. So Mm -hmm. the person running the FRC, the CEO... What's the point Changed. of my bad guy? Okay. So wow. if you're wondering why ESG got removed, it might have something to do with the fact that the person running the FRC went from one guy to another guy, and the other guy was appointed by a conservative politician. 
Yeah. Richard wouldn't allow ESG. Um, and then finally, your final asshole of the week is um, Dave Calhoun, the oh. CEO of Boeing. That he's probably wow. a winner. I saw. Him Will there be a week hey, don't, where Boeing don't is lead not the jury. on the news? Well, I, don't I, lead the jury. Well, when you hear what he said, so I, New York Times has a long spread about what's going on at Boeing. We've covered it ad nauseum here. Call us up, New York Times. Um, Mr. Calhoun, here's a quote from the article. Mr. Calhoun visited the Spirit Aerosystems factory last week. That's the plant um, that made the door plugs. Um, And Boeing said this week that it was planning to hold a, quote, quality stand down on Thursday, during which production, delivery, and support teams would stop working to attend learning sessions on quality. So Dave Mm. Calhoun has basically said, oh boy, it's the employee's fault. That they don't know how to do quality, oh, having nothing to do with the fact that he and his cronies have been well, leading the company for 20 years into the abyss. Well, what are you suggesting that they shouldn't? They shouldn't be addressing quality. I'm with suggesting their that Dave Calhoun should not be telling anybody what quality is. He, he should be, be fired immediately. What's amazing, Matt, that, that during this round, because they were lucky enough that nobody got hurt. Uh, that nobody is calling for any executives or board members to step down this time. It's even though, even though we made the, we've made the case over and over that it's the same people too. Like I, I don't know how Dave. I mean, we talked about this yesterday in the show. D- Dave Calhoun has been attached to Boeing since 2008, I believe. He's been in leadership is when he joined the board. Yeah, he's been in leadership positions since 2011. So, so it's yeah. like, how how is he avoiding it? I, at I what think point part have it, you had enough? As Dave Calhoun. That's correct. correct. At, but, I, but no, but I'm, I think, I'm seeing it from the perspective of Dave Calhoun. At what point do you say, you know what? I've made enough money from this company. It's not worth it anymore. All this stress every week on the headlines. Never mind. But pretending to well, cry right, in yeah, front yeah, of people yeah. all the time. <laughs> but he's going to oh, miss the sucks. board meetings. He's going to miss this hanging out with his buddies, the board so meetings. Much. So those are your four options. Your four options are um, the writer's of the FT article. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, skills matrices, uh, skills matrix fraud, f- the Financial Reporting Council and their new CEO, and Dave Calhoun, and the, the CEO Dave of Boeing. Dave Calhoun fraud. All right, can I go first? No. <laughs> oh. Dave Calhoun. <laughs> I told you that would be leading the jury. Uh, yeah, this is why I wanted to go first, because I'm actually not going to vote for Dave Nice, Calhoun. Oh, okay. Okay, it's going to come down to Jesse. Tell me why and I'm I know Jess, And I know Jesse won't support my vote, so it'll probably be a tie. Maybe a tie. Maybe a tie for Matt. I'm actually going right for the writers of the Financial Times. Whoa! Oh. Honestly, I mean, really, because I'm glad you pointed this out. I was going to make a note of this on the show, because that, that stood out to me, too, this bullshit about calling it a social agenda. And I... And I I think this stuff matters. I mean, I, I, I know it doesn't, in the big picture, it seems like a nothing, like a throwaway. But to, to mm. attach the term social agenda, which Once somehow you give it is a, a name. Neg- but somehow it has a right. negative connotation yeah, in our society, which is the actual thing. And how? How does it even have a negative connotation to have an agenda that is trying to take care of fellow human beings? I don't even know how we've got social. to this point. Like, I, I don't even understand it. But uh, that they. That they think that appointing board members with an expertise in labor and human resources is a part of some kind of a a, a liberal agenda is just crazy to me. And it, and you're right. And I think it it plants seeds into people's and investors' heads that somehow this is like some kind of nefarious woke cause. Well, now and- if you vote for the SOC slate at Starbucks, now are you woke? Right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what they're trying to plant. Meanwhile, they talk about the arcane quote-unquote arcane method that now you can put a slate together 
through proxy access without mentioning the fact anywhere in the article that a no investor has to vote for that slate and b those none of those votes are binding so and like I, yeah I, it's it, it's laughable that anyone can say that you're pushing an agenda when no one has to listen to you at all and it's worth pointing out and reminding people that that Starbucks is a unique company, right? Where 100% of your interaction with this company is all through these baristas, right? So it so it everyone else is getting rich at headquarters, but but all all the customers deal directly with these people. They have to deal with everything that happens at this company. So they definitely deserve more respect. So Jesse, break vote. the tie or make the tie. I am Breaking the make tie. A tie. Make a tie. And oh. I'm going with Damien. I'm going with, Damien. I'm oh, going with the there it tie. Is. We haven't had a tie in a while. I All right, mean, okay. We, Dave's an asshole, but we this, is, this is more important to highlight, I think. This is a unique free float. We picked up on it. We're going to put it in everyone's I like it. Uh, minds. Pay attention while you're reading Plus, these things. Jesse, you're right. We knew we've been saying that Dave Calhoun has yeah, been an asshole years. for years. We knew this already. Yeah, now, that's so. true. That's that's more, that should be more of me then. <laughs> All, All right. right. Speaking of, please exhaust us, Jesse. All right, we're gonna go quick. These articles that I picked are just so obvious that I don't even really have to talk much about them. Okay. So first headline: GOP rep. His name is Andy Biggs from Arizona. Oh, I know says, Andy Biggs. <laughs> says, no, woke we, we've talked DEI about him. programs are to blame for airline problems. I decided to put this in my section of exhausting us because we have been hearing uh, this for a couple weeks since we started to hear these issues about the airlines. It's it's we everyone's been everyone that wants a scapegoat has chosen DEI. And his quote, this, and of course, he shared his ideas on X. Yeah, you, <laughs> should, none not, other. you should not share anything anywhere. None other than X. But here's what he has to say. There have been too many close calls with major airlines recently. Woke DEI programs are placing unqualified pilots oh. into airplane <laughs> cockpit. These airlines oh need to be prioritizing safety over diversity quotas. That's terrible. There, it had nothing to do with the pilot yeah. that oh a God. door ripped off the plane. But Jesse, the Jesse, this was is straight door would have stayed right on. Jesse, Jesse, this is like straight KKK, honestly. Like, yeah, there's really no difference. This is partially why it's exhausting. But also, instead of prioritizing DEI, maybe you should not choose profit over safety. DEI Wait, is what? not to blame Stop. for this Stop. anymore. How dare you? I think you. it wasn't growth, it Andy Biggs. Growth, growth, wasn't growth. it Andy Biggs who said? If you want to um, scapegoat? It's profit. He said something about the the. Was it Andy Biggs who said something about the ball bearings on the Norfolk Southern? Like if they spent more time f- focused on the ball greasing the ball bearings, then <laughs> then DEI, then the Norfolk Southern train would have stayed on it the track. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise. Probably. Meanwhile, Norfolk Southern run by crusty consistent. old white guys. Can we just vote exactly. Now oh, I forgot. I forgot to say that it's old, crusty, white, stale boards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that, and cutting costs, which they also did. Can we just that's vote what now? caused. Um, okay, no, because there's more. 
So here's my second story. Billionaire Joe Lewis says he's embarrassed by knowingly committing securities fraud after pleading guilty to the crime. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is not actually the most That's exhausting funny. part of the story, though. I should have put yeah. that in my section. That's not the most exhausting part. So first of all, we all know that Joe Lewis is just embarrassed that he actually got caught. He's not embarrassed that he committed it. Uh-huh. If he didn't get caught, he'd still be doing this. This is the statement from his lawyer. I mean, I know the lawyer has to be on his side, but this is the statement. This exhausted me. The government has made an egregious error in judgment in charging Mr. Lewis, an 86-year-old man of impeccable integrity. Mr. Lewis has come to the U.S. voluntarily to answer these ill-conceived oh, charges. And we like will defend him vigorously. Okay, ill-conceived charges? He did something illegal. Like, yeah. he... And he pleaded guilty. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> he agreed in court that he tipped off acquaintances, pilots that he were just like on piloting planes he was on. Um, like just acquaintances with insider info of boards or uh, companies that he was like a large investor on. That's literally illegal. So how are these charges but ill-conceived? He has impeccable integrity. But he's a billionaire, so he can impeccable. do whatever he there wants. There we go. There we go. So anyways, that... that is just completely exhausting. All right. What else you got? Are we ready? Ready for my last one? Yeah. yeah is this this one's one? this one's really good. Oh, this, this one's the one I've been waiting for. This is already up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. My last exhausting is is committing crimes in the name of God. I feel here's the headline. Ooh, I like that's a, this. That's a good musical name. Blah blah yeah. blah. Here's the headline: Pastor charged with cryptocurrency fraud said God told him to do it. <laughs> oh, it gets better, oh, yeah. guys. It gets so much better. <laughs> a Denver pastor. Eligio Regalado and his wife marketed a digital coin mm-hmm. that prosecutors said was practically worthless and pocketed more than one million. Wow. They used the proceeds to support a lavish lifestyle. Classic pastor. Mm-hmm. He yeah. Re- Regalado That's when true. he got when he when there was a the civil complaint was filed in Denver's district court created a video to address his Christian followers who invest his Christian investors saying that he went into the cryptocurrency business because the Lord told him to. Yeah, he continued. True. That's why we def- started Free Float. <laughs> we had a transcript. He continued to uh, tell his Christian investors that they have to do this. I mean, if you think about it, we took God at his word and sold a cryptocurrency with no clear exit. Yeah. They're just what? doing what just- the Lord wanted them to do. He also, he and his wife spent a few hundred thousand dollars of the funds on a home remodel that the Lord also told them to do. The Lord told them to do it. And he says that he still hopes investors can get their money back and believes God is going to work a miracle in the financial Stop. sector. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get an investor? This is yeah, yeah. so good. Yes. Guys, maybe we should try that. What, this is so when good. When we file for bankruptcy? When we launder money. When we, <laughs> That's... You know what we should do? When we go to investors and we tell them, we have all the data that you need to make informed decisions on the directors. We can tell them that God is telling them to buy the data. And we, should really we should be telling them. We should be telling them. I mean, you this is basically how ISS operates, right? They're like, <laughs> vote for this person. <laughs> what? You're asking questions? God said vote for this I'm person. I'm not sure ISS has ever said that. I just I want for the record. <laughs> well, ISS they have no data. Never, it's, we can edit that don't out. know. 
All right, <laughs> we can I, edit that. Well, I'm really, I'm really proud of these. What do, you, what do you guys think? All right, so wrapping these up is there easy is, for me. Um, easy de- for woke me. DEI programs for blamed for airline problems. Uh, Joe Lewis says he's embarrassed by actually <laughs> embarrassed. committing securities fraud, <laughs> um, and he has impeccable integrity. And finally, a pastor said God made him do a fraud with oh. cryptocurrency. God, I love crime. Uh, yeah. Damien, why don't you go first? Yeah, this and run away oh, his house. Simple. This one's hard. This is simple. Anyone who whoever blames a DEI program for anything <laughs> other than other than like trying to reverse hundreds of years of like enslaving people in this country. Uh, it should always will always be voted by me for any category. Asshole, exhaustionist. Okay. All right, so easy vote okay. for me. I'll go next. Easy vote. <laughs> Andy Biggs. Andy Biggs. Uh, I'm going with cryptocurrency. Okay. Oh, you're crazy. Because you're crazy. This, you're crazy. Def- this is defrauding by the church in like this century, right? In like real time, they're adapting. It's wonderful. We already know Ari, churches do this, but I yeah, know, the, fact, the fact that they're doing it through great. crypto is rich. He bl- he blamed black people for a door in the, on an airplane. Okay, he blamed okay. black pilots for the door coming off the side of the airplane. The pilot. We're not yeah, trying the to pilot. switch votes And it's here. not a door. It's a part of the wall with That door angers plugs. me. It doesn't exhaust me. Um, well, I'm not exhausted. Okay. There's not been enough like pastors saying that God told them to make <laughs> no, cryptocurrency for No, it's committing crimes. It. There's been plenty of crimes committed sure. by people saying, and God told me God. to. I know. It's, We're, it's also God wants the this. Tw- the 21st century now. I, I'm, I'm over it. Um, I'm Wait, actually, let, let Ari sing. Let Ari sing more. <laughs> Pick quickly, so I stop singing. I'm going to go with Joe Lewis, actually. Um, oh, uh, uh, oh, a tie, look, a tie. A tie. It, it, because, it, and I'm going to sway Jesse here. Because no. how many times does a billionaire have to be caught doing a crime, and then they say that, uh, well. This was just uh, uh, like, and this is an impeccable person. This is, these are ill-conceived charges. He's now 86 years old, right? He's been a billionaire for a really long time on the back of some of these egregious crimes that he's not, he admitted to, but is still impeccable integrity. Mm -hmm. And it's somehow our fault that we are inconveniencing him in the law. The whole thing is like, you said you did it. You did it. And now you're telling us that we are like we're inconveniencing you. Like his grandpa, he, he came to the U.S. voluntarily to answer these ill-conceived charges. Really? We're sorry. Like we, we, he's inconvenienced to have to come to the United States because he committed a crime in the United yeah. States. That's exhausting. All right, Jesse, you're up. Honestly, oh, you're leading the jury. The honestly, I I think I'm gonna go with that because I yeah. think it sets I think it sets <laughs> a really scary it. precedent. I mean, it's obviously we know billionaires want to do what can't think they can do whatever they want, and this would just like further oh, confirm that they can. And I that scares me. So I'm voting for that. Oh wow, that means all we're right. on. Who won the week? I got a quick one. Go ahead. It doesn't happen very often. Winners. But I'm gonna say women. Oh, oh no, that would be the wrong <laughs> answer, actually. According Why? to Yelp, women were the largest demographic of new business owners Ooh, in 2023. Okay. Yelp is a real thing. It's yeah. a but real, did they get any funding? Exists? Yeah, they also went from six of them to eight of them. <laughs> Woohoo! Woo. Anyway, 
I'm going to say, that I'm saying the empty chair at yeah. Starbucks. Well, yeah. see, that's, that's depressing. That's, that, they did win the week, though, for <laughs> well, us. I, yeah, for, for me. The I mean, imagery. It's just a, it, the imagery so good. Because I, I, I swear maybe a year ago, I don't remember what the context of the show we were doing was, but I called Starbucks the greatest gift to a corporate governance ESG analyst. That is my favorite company ever. Because it's it just, just tons of stories, and then and then this happens. <laughs> yeah. So Starbucks I mean, is my nugget. favorite. Come on, that, I that love was, Starbucks. Back then, it was the Holocaust blanket, and everybody had to list their favorite their favorite Starbucks drink and the all proxy. The I love boomerang that. CEOs, all of Howard Schultz's bluster. And, all right, yeah, Matt, just the greatest. I have the Rock. Um, he, he got thirty million dollars okay, for a rubber yeah. stamp vote. It's is there anybody way. who won more than the Rock just did? Like thirty million bucks to show up twelve times a year. That's he started yes. out in the WWE, right? He did, yeah. yeah. Look at this he's still, inspiration. He's still in. Look he's at still this in inspiration. The Technically, yes. Started well, out part as a fighter. The, Ari, part <laughs> of the press release, which, which I didn't say, was that uh, uh, he is gonna he's gonna return to the ring to face off against the undisputed WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns. I don't Aww. know who that is. Nobody cares. Yeah, All but right. I'm just saying, like he's. The director on a board is also going to wrestle on Netflix. <laughs> that is, Come on, that is well, great. Come on. Yes. Be the first time that's Zuckerberg ever happened. <laughs> and that Musk. Is really good. Oh my yeah, gosh. We haven't said the word Musk this whole time. Sorry, I ruined it. Oh, okay, Jesse. No. Right. I chose Peacock because they report 2.8 oh, million subscribers boring. for the NFL. I And I also thought they would be publicly traded, so I tried to dig up some dirt, but NBC. They are Comcast. Right? And, Comcast no, it's NBC. NBC Universal is owned is by owned? Comcast. No, it's Comcast. privately held. I looked it up. No, Comcast. I looked it up. I we might have to Comcast. edit this later. All right, predictions. <laughs> <laughs> predictions. Damien, well, go. I'll go first because I actually ruined the Musk thing. Although I didn't say Musk. Oh. But here, but here is my prediction. In order to get his twenty-five percent stake in Tesla, Elon makes a big deal. Okay. And he trades his CEO title and his brother. So <laughs> I like this so already. He so uh-huh. so Elon becomes executive chair. Right? And Kimball is gone. That's the trade that gets him his twenty five percent. Yeah. Wow. I like that. That's all a good, right. That's a good one. Here's my prediction. Average salary for chief marketing officers is gonna take a do- a nose dive this year for two reasons. Whoa. So random. It's a weird it's very weird long. prediction. For two yeah. reasons. One, as a way to distract from CEO pay. And two Women outnumbered men in CMO oh. jobs for the first time in 2022. Women won the week. Representing 70% of new appointees. In, so 2023. They're going to win any more weeks. <laughs> 2023 saw UPS, Etsy, Walgreens, among others, eliminate the CMO position altogether. Mm. 2024, we'll see more of that, plus pay cuts. Oh, wow. and here's my Adam prediction. Companies will decrease their outrageous CEO pay ratios by hiring women for the job. That actually is that, that's, that's that's the it. one predict. That's a better prediction. <laughs> Thank that, you. I don't know what the other it's one. Good way was. to do it. That's good. I like that. My prediction is simple. It is that we see a rise in the nominations of empty chairs for boards that <laughs> yeah. represent things. They have to specifically well, say what the empty chair represents, though. But will will Exxon sue you for that? Yes. Yeah, I am going to slate a group of empty chairs for the next board. and they We'll call it the Kimball Musk chair. <laughs> That's all we got. That's Hazelnut Rollis and Jesse the Money Whisperer and Ari the Data Queen. I am your analyst, Soul Matt Muscardi. We are Free Float. This is a weird 
Thursday Friday show. Yep. But listen tomorrow on Friday Thursday for the proxy <laughs> countdown. Oh God, stop, stop. Ari's gonna be gone for a while, so you won't hear Yay. from her. Yay! Wait, no, boo. But until she comes back or next week, whichever comes first. Goodbye.